and welcome to Dungeons and Drama Nerds, a podcast exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. This week, we'll be starting our campaign of Blades in the Dark. Let's jump in. So, welcome to Blades in the Dark. Um, do we want to do a quick name, name of character, pronouns, like the briefest, briefest description, just to do a quick refresher? Sure. Sure. Let me just double check what my alias is. <laughs> I can start while you double check. Uh, I'm Nick, he, him, and I will be playing Milos Jeduin, also he, him pronouns. All right, I'm Dexter, he, him, and I will be playing Gabe, just Gabe, also he, him pronouns. Uh, He's our cutter, and um, he's a big, dumb boy. Um, I am Whitney. I'll be playing Wick. Uh, my pronouns and Wick's pronouns are they, them. And I am playing the leech. Uh, hi, y'all. I am T. Uh, I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And I am playing Morena. Um, she's got a much longer name, but you'll probably hear me use that a lot during uh, games. So I'm not going to make you deal with it now. Uh, and uh, she is our lurk. And she uses she, her pronouns. Her alias is Her Highness. I love that so much. Um, hi, my name is Ran, playing Ellery Crow, alias E17, and she will be the slide of the team. Ooh. And I'm Elliot, the GM. So we are going to start with the crew, the Silver Cows, since that is the name that y'all chose. Oh man, yeah. we made some, we made some decisions last time, you guys. <laughs> we I sure absolutely did. looked at Moo Cow and was like, "Oh boy, we did do that." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we opened to uh, the Silver Crows, all five of you, the Silver Cows, all five of you, in uh, what is it called, the Centralia Club, which is. A vice den, particularly a luxury one, which uh, Marina happens to frequent. Uh, Marina, what is it that you like specifically really go here for? I don't think it's so much a physical thing that I get. I think it's very much an emotional thing that I get, uh, which is specifically um, I like to be seen. Uh, it's not about being there. It's about people seeing me there. Um so, like, though a lot of my clothes were washed to the bottom of the ocean uh, in the shipwreck that ruined my life, um, I've got a couple, like, nice dresses, um, and it's very much, like, every piece of jewelry I own, way too much makeup, like, very elaborate dresses, and just the most gaudy, garish, like, I am there to be seen because I am the princess, Marmar, you you don't gotta sit on my shoulders the whole time, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, since this sounds up like a particularly luxurious place, considering Morena, but uh, also Six Towers is kind of like a formerly rich district. So I'm picturing that that actually kind of fits where Morena is at now. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting the feeling that it looks uh, a lot better uh, to like Morena and in her brain than to anybody else. Oh yeah, I 
I imagine Marina to be kind of like the, like, this is a theater podcast, so I can make this reference. Like, Marina's <laughs> kind of the Sally Bowles of this world, like, used to be <laughs> such a big thing and is now kind of like a fading starlet. And, <laughs> like, this club is probably not as luxurious as her mind has made it out to be. Yeah, I think this very much has the feeling of this. This is still luxurious, but it's also not in like the it has faded a lot. The colors are less like vibrant. Some of the like some things have broken and had a bit of like repair work done. So there's like like furniture that is like slightly different colors in some places. It's still nice, but it it's a bit of a shadow of what it used to be like a couple decades ago. So uh, we find you all in a back room, which I think in particular is a bit less fancy. Like there's not all of the big decorations and to do. It is also a bit darker. The candle, like there aren't as many candles. There's not as many light sources, but it is quiet. At least like from outside ears, you can still hear like some music from the Centralia Club in the background. And across the table from you is not... Marina's usual vice purveyor. Instead, it is another member of his group. Her name is Elstera Avrathi, which is somebody who's somebody that Marina has also probably crossed paths with, just like outside of this, because she is one of the uh, diplomats from Aruvia. Yeah, no, that sounds absolutely correct. There, yeah. Um, I don't think we have like a close relationship, but I think it's one of those like. We are aware of each other. We acknowledge each other's existence. Um, I don't think she's working with my evil cousin. Um, she might be, but I don't think she is, as far as I'm aware. It's good to keep I mean, track of that kind of thing. It could easily be like a fortune roll later or something. <laughs> uh, but while this this club is a bit more run down, Elstera is not. Uh, she's not like as showy as say Marina is, but this is still a person who like does well for herself and does like to show it. So she has Marina, she had talked to you uh, like a couple days ago and asked you asked for you to bring the rest of your crew here. This is one of the places that you all have supplied your um your booze <laughs> or what I don't think we ever settled on an actual name, just a couple of couple of jokes it's just boo <laughs> oh no which um for for the listener uh we had forgotten to in our session zero to uh pick a supply for this group of hawkers so what we came up with in chat was uh kind of like haunted 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 alcohol spirits spirits <laughs> Spirits, get it? <laughs> oh, double no. <laughs> the ghostiest of whiskeys. There were, oh, yeah. I thought there was another name that we'd proposed, but it looks like it was uh, it, it was the Merlot was, <laughs> was the other proposal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the this group of hawkers gets booze uh, from the Silver Nails who procure it from the Lost District. So you all have sold your booze. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Gonna have fun with that every time. Uh, like to, to the Centralia Club, a couple other places, but this is this is one of the, the places you have sold in the past. So 
while you probably haven't met Alstera, you are familiar with this location. So we see all five of you sitting at a table, maybe not across from her, but around since five versus one is kind of a weird table setup. Unless you're like the last supper painting. And she like she leans she leans forward looking looking to all five of you and says, So I have I have a particular offer depending where we love we love the booze. It is great. We have uh you know made some assumptions that you were getting it from the Lost District. It's kind of the you know the only place you can get it. So I guess before we go any further, are you getting this booze from the Silver Nails? I think Milos glances at uh, Princess Marina just to see if she wants to field this question since she's met Elstera before. I think uh, Princess Marina probably looks kind of back at Milos. And I think she was kind of looking at Ellery, being like, Ellery, you going to field this question? So... <laughs> I think with um, all of this looking back and forth, I'm going to ask. Are you asking us if we got it from the silver nails because we're the silver cows? I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Alistara like sighs deeply and says, no, I was uh, asking because they have a particular reputation for acquiring things, stuff. From the Lost District. Um, I think Ellery just looks meaningfully at her and says, We've got our sources. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And and Milos (laughs) will also jump in there and say, If there's something else that you were looking to acquire, I'm sure that we could help you make some sort of connection. Yes, we are looking to acquire a couple of particular somethings. We just think that the Silver Nails would be probably the best group to to go to. So if you if you have that connection, I think we could talk further. We don't have the um, let's just say we don't have the best relationship with them, and would appreciate a bit of a go between. Well, we're always happy to serve as mediators. I think are we not friends? After all, we are sort of the mediums of the spirits. I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could totally do it. Hey, guys, do we actually know the silver nails? I, uh, I'm going to pat Gabe on the head and be like, yes, darling, we do know the silver nails. And then I'm going to look at Elstara and be like, Okay, so say we were going to be a go-between. We've got good business right now selling um, to you all, providing your booze. What else do we get from this arrangement? Well, to clarify a bit, this isn't this is uh, a bit different from the booze, whereas the booze is an ongoing arrangement, which we appreciate and really enjoy. It's very popular. This is um, not quite a, a, one, a one-time thing, but a bit of a limited arrangement. We are looking for a couple of very particular artifacts that we know are somewhere within the Lost District. 
artifacts, you say? Is there a particular type of uh, type of artifact that we should tell our friends to look out for? Any indi- any significant marks or uh, remarkable cultural heritage? If it's jewels, I mean, we're in. Yeah, like, I mean, um, <laughs> like is it made of ice cubes? <laughs> I think we should get into the particulars of the what. Once we've come to a bit more of a of an agreement, I think these are um, part of the part of the arrangement that I would like to talk to uh, first is uh, your silence on this matter. Well, I can assure you that we're very discreet. Hold on, what was y'all's reputation? Even, even Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your reputation is a uh, frivolous, knowledgeable, but mighty. <laughs> All right. Just to, just to remember. <laughs> Forgot that. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should rewind that then. Um, I mean, you you do get experience if you develop a new reputation, but I wanted to like have that as a reminder. Yeah, That's yeah. That's not no, mutually exclusive. That. That's not mutually exclusive. <laughs> you know, we we tend to execute our this, uh, discreet nature through being the frivolous bunch we are and catch people off their guard because they think we are not, they think we can be trifled with, but we are mighty, you know, as reputations stand. I just will make sure that Gabe doesn't know too much of the plan because Gabe tends to say things without thinking. No, I'm hella sneaky. Did you see how I parked our boat? (laughs) <laughs> we got a whole house and everything sorry about your treasures though i'm just gonna wince like it's a still sore spot wick is just intently staring into their drink they're like i don't even know how to begin with these people <laughs> it's like a down payment except for we put the payment into the ocean Well, you did say it's a down. Yeah, exactly. That's what I In was any thinking. <laughs> you can be assured of our silence. Milos desperately tries to cut through the chatter. Uh, Alstair takes another um, like sip of wine that she has been uh, savoring and says, yes, we'll come back to the subject of the of the what. Uh, rest assured for for the silver nails to know we do have we have done research on these artifacts. We have some 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 good solid guesses on their location. They they might already know about these and where they are, but if they do not, we do have research that we can provide for them. So uh, when you do go to the Silver Nails, there are a couple of things that we would like to we would like like for you to tell them. Uh, the first I did tell you we do have information. Uh, second of all, we do have we have the money to pay. I know that this is going to be a bit of a pricey endeavor. Uh, to clarify, this is to pay both you all and the silver the silver nails. However, I think it is likely that the silver nails might want a bit more than money. I'm assuming that they do, of course, want money, but they might want a little bit more. So, if you could, I guess, figure out what it is they want, and we can uh, make them an offer from there. And third, we would like to keep our hands clean of all of this. 
part of buying your silence is uh, we would like you for you to not tell the Silver Nails who this is for. Well, of course. Discreet acquisitions. We have we we've dealt with many people who have not wanted their name attached to the silver cowls. Well, before we say yes, <laughs> can I just inquire what's the purpose of these acquisitions? That is for that is for us to know and for us to pay you to not ask. That seems reasonable to me. Uh, so before before we go into a bit, a bit more detail, let me talk payment, since I know that is always the big concern. You read my mind. We're willing to give you like immediately up front four coins just to go and meet with the silver silver nails and get to their terms. And also, um, again, your silence. When you return, uh, we'll be able to give you an offer to pass along to the silver nails. And, and again, another four coins. And then once, I'm assuming that it might take some time for, of course, like them to get these artifacts. When you are able to bring them to us, either one at a time or all at once, it really just depends how long it takes them to get these. We'll pay you eight coin each for each artifact. Is this, is this agreeable? How many artifacts are we talking? Three. So we're looking at 32 coins total. Yes. Which, out of character, this is a pretty considerable sum. That's a lot of money. I was going to say, that seems like a lot. Man, 32 is like 40. <laughs> it is certainly close. It certainly is, yes. <laughs> Marina's in. She heard 32 coins. She was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Like, she's already like planning how to like get to the silver nails and is like if this was a kind of uh, situation where dollar cents could show up in her eyes that would absolutely be happening right now <laughs> I think um, Elstera her eyes like go over to Marina and notice I guess not the dollar sign eyes because that's not a thing but just the look on her face and says oh interesting I was actually um Part, part of this offer was particularly uh, for you, Marina. We, our group was thinking, once we get all of these artifacts, I think that we will be able to help you in a way. We have a considerable amount of contacts throughout Duskvall, uh, particularly some that might interest you in the foundation, maybe the city council. They have the resources to, let's say, get a solid crew of laborers that might might be knowledgeable in getting you know items from the bottom of the ocean i am certainly listening and uh, intent intent intently intently listening um i am um this is this would be most amenable it would be an amenable situation for us to uh work with you on this um about this situation and i um Wick, can I have your drink? <laughs> Wick just extends their hand and offers it to Morena. Yeah, I'm just going to take it to start drinking it. Because I assume, like, knowing what I know about Wick, Wick is probably, like, a harder liquor drinker. That's a safe assumption. Yeah, and Morena, like, drinks, like, the lightest of fruit wines. But right now she's trying to be, like, 
cool and collected. So she's like, I, I need something harder. And she's just going to drink it and then choke on it, but try really hard not to show that she's like choking on hard liquor. <laughs> oh. Wick absolutely handed you the glass just to see what would happen. So this was an entertaining result for them. <laughs> so the group of you are in agreement, uh, interested in this in this uh, deal, contract, arrangement? M- most certainly, Mila says, and he will attempt to shake Estrella's hand if that is amenable. I will... I will I will reach out my hand just for a moment to stop him and say now before before we shake on this this is an awful lot of money and a significant concern in terms of what exactly you want from the the lost lands I'm sorry I don't remember what it's called lost district um, lost district thank you uh my concern is that you're being awfully vague about what it is you want from this known to be dangerous location and while we are more than happy to ferry these items for you i think that we need to have a little more confirmation going into this of what exactly we need to be aware of in terms of moving these items for you so if you could just give us a little more detail i think that we need that before we do any shaking and i'm like side-eyeing milos like just just go along with it for a minute. <laughs> Milos is cross, but we'll wait. Uh, Ellery says what they said. <laughs> We're looking for three particular artifacts that are within the Lost District. Uh, they are called, I guess, in a group, the remains of Qatar. They are, in particular, the eye, hand, and heart. Is there a particular problem with that? Not at all. Um, I would say that that the equivalent of the dollar sign eyes that Morena was doing over the money is what Wick is doing over these weird <laughs> objects now. <laughs> so just like just saying it was enough for Wick to do a little like a little hand flourish to Milos like you want to shake you can shake now. <laughs> I will shake. <laughs> um, like as, as she, she shakes your hand Milos, Shuri, um, her gaze also goes again to Morena and says, now, of course, these are, I guess we don't know particularly how how powerful, but significant uh, artifacts. Marina, I made this offer about getting you some contacts to help with your particular dilemma. If, if say, if something is to happen with these artifacts and they remain in the hands of, say, the Silver Nails or perhaps yourselves... I will be giving this contact information to uh, a particular co-worker of mine, Nutricia. Are we clear? Like the finest crystal in our palaces. Yeah, is there anything that you all want from this scene? I think I understand the goals. Yeah, I'm good. Well, so um, for this, this particular score, I am considering, since there's a lot of like back and forth, of like having to go and like make the offer and then counter our offer. I am including like all of that. So like going to the silver nails, returning, um, and then going and do, doing the fine, like finalizing with the silver nails that is all in one score. Cause that would be tedious to break that all up. Yeah. Um, so did, before we get into starting this score, did anybody want to gather any information beforehand? I would love to have a brief conversation with our group before we went into that. 
Yeah. Basically, as soon as we're back in, uh, oh God, what was the name of the ship? The Moo Cow. The Moo Cow. The, the Moon Crown. <laughs> the Moon Crown, but it's the Moo Cow. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as soon as we're back in the Moon Crown, I'm going to look at everyone and be like, so what if instead of arranging the deal with the Silver Nails, we said we arranged a deal and just took both cuts of the money and we go get the artifacts for ourselves, and then give it to them. Ooh. Didn't she say that if we did that, she'd give your contacts to Nutricia or whatever? She sounds healthy. <laughs> <laughs> she said if we keep the artifacts for ourselves, but she didn't say anything about bypassing the middleman and keeping the silver nails out of it. So you propose that instead of us becoming the middleman, we cut out the silver nails entirely and take our own adventure into the Lost District to acquire these very mysterious objects. Uh, before this conversation goes too far, I do want to step back just to give like a, a world reminder, just like so that way you all have the context. So the Lost District um, is outside the lightning barriers. It was formerly part of Duskfall and it is not. Um, it has a lot of treasures which like the silver nails go and get, but it is also very, very haunted because it is beyond the lightning barriers. I just want to make sure you all have the context before you uh, yeah, get super far into this. This isn't like to deter you, just we should all be on the same page with that. Yeah, I was going to say perhaps to deter. I think Milos <laughs> is like, your highness, look at me. I am a professor of Hadrathi poetry. The silver nails are mercenary ghost hunters with some of the fiercest Severosi horses and weapons and... Yeah, I ran out of words. Weapons and <laughs> ghost fighting. Ghost fighting, perhaps one might even say ghost busting powers imaginable. I am a simple... I'm a simple purveyor of fine haunted wines and... Ancient poetry. I I don't like to mess around outside the lightning barrier. The pay is good, your highness, for nothing. For being a messenger, a courier. It's easy money. I'm gonna sigh and, like, look around at our, like, vaguely motley crew. <laughs> and, like, while I think most of our group is pretty, like, could handle themselves in a fight, I can't. <laughs> and Milos definitely can't. Milos absolutely <laughs> cannot. Not that kind of fight. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, um, point taken, Milos. You didn't have to mention the Hadrathi poetry four times, but that's all right. Point taken. Are you really a poetry professor if you don't bring it up in every conversation, though? <laughs> and I'm going to look and be like, all right, so we should go talk to the Silver Nails then. Indeed. Let me ask around a little bit first, uh, because I don't think we, if, I, I'm, if I'm reading the faction sheet correctly, we have no particular relationship with the Silver Nails um, right think, now, like, right? That, that is who you get the booze from. Ah, right. Sorry. Yes, yeah. I was thinking mechanically, but yes, of course we know them. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. But you don't have like a particular like status one way or another with them. Yeah. It's just a strictly business relationship. I would love to gather some information. Um, yeah, what are you uh, what are you looking for and how are you doing that? Well, uh, 
uh, I would love to know a little bit more. Um, I actually don't feel the need to to learn about the silver nails, but just because I'm curious, I would love to do some research or ask around um, about what the hand and eye and heart of Kotar are, since we have been given the name. Why um, in the world would you want to look up that? What? Why in the world would you want to look that up? It's just a, just a question I had. Um, <laughs> so I think the way, uh, what I would like to do is uh, ask ask around some of the uh, so, some of the academic contacts I have, especially those who deal in deal with like ancient artifacts and and cultures and see if anyone who frequents the professor bars are willing to talk to me about that so i'd like to try to consort if possible yeah so goal is uh find out more about these artifacts and yeah consort consort sounds like that fits fits that so yeah are you uh, okay then we need position and effect level given the items i think this is risky uh and standard Great. Um, since I, I forgot to mention this when we introed characters, but Milos is the spider of the group, um, and his special ability is called weaving the web. So I am going to go ahead and make a consort roll, and I get a one extra die for consorting to gather information. And we also get an extra die to the engagement roll for this operation when that comes up. You said risky standard? Yes. Great. Oop. I did not hit the extra dive. I'll just type one into roll 20. Great. Okay. So three, four, and a five. So on a four, on a four to five, you do it, but there is some consequence. So why don't you give me the name of um, one of these people that you were pitting up for information? Ooh, let's say Philomela. Um a professor of ancient history at the university I used to work at. Okay. Okay. I have, a, I have an interesting, uh, interesting uh, consequence for this, I think. So are you like, I guess, like to place, place this like in our office, like going out and getting like, uh, like drinks or something? Yeah, I think what in is, like what a, is the scene? I I, th- I think it's like a you know one of those bars that's right near the university where there's sort of the like there's probably the student bar down the street and then there's the like professor and grad student bar, uh, like slightly farther away from the university where mm-hmm. everybody likes to go drink. So I think it's in that bar. Okay. Yeah. So what what is what is like? Do you want to start that conversation and we can role play this out? Sure. Yeah. Um. I think he. You know, goes in, gets a drink, looks around, spots Philomela, knows that she's a scholar of ancient history, and kind of sails up to her and says, Philomela, it has been too long since I saw you. How have you been doing? You made tenure last year, isn't that right? It is. And yes, it has. It has been a while. Um, how, how, how have you been? It's uh, are you still working here? Oh, you now and then now and then occasionally it's you know, my my research has been has taken a lot of my focus lately. You know, I, you you uh, study a, you, you specialize in ancient history. Isn't that right? Oh, yes. 
I, I ran across something in a book I was reading the other day, uh, an obscure reference that I, I didn't quite understand. Tell me, have you ever heard of some of a figure called Kotar? Like the, um, like Ko- Kotar the person? Oh, yes. Yeah, that might be it. There's a, an offhand reference to uh, the hand of Kotar, you know, very uh, figurative. The hand of Kotar shall smite the enemy, that, that sort of thing. I was just wondering, I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, um, I, w- I want to circle back to what, what book you were reading. I'm actually, um, I'm starting starting some research on these in particular. I want to really delve into and uh, write a book on, on Qatar. So I would, I would love to, um, I would love to get the uh, reference number for that book, if you, if you have it available. Oh, of yeah. Course. Of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> um Oh boy! Uh, panicking slightly, Milos is like, "Oh yes, uh, it, it was. Um, it, it was in an archival document. Uh, so it's a very long string of numbers. Uh, but hmm, I, I think he takes the risk, and and he's like, here, let me see. I, I think I remember it. And he writes down like a Library of Congress, you know." <laughs> call number that is probably vaguely right like he knows what the he knows what the plausible section would be but it's just a bullshit string of numbers and it's like it should be this or or something close to this swing by my office office later and uh and i can confirm it for you oh yes i i absolutely will wonderful (laughs) wonderful i'll see you there uh but who who was this uh kotar he's a real person he, they, um, she. Person, possibly. Uh, part of part of my struggle with writing this is that there are a lot of conflicting conflicting stories, a lot of uh, rumors, guesses, like hypotheses. Um, what we do know was Kotar was a legendary, I guess, person entity. We'll we'll say person uh, existed before before the cataclysm. Very powerful being. Being is a is a is a good word. And uh, he was mummified. So uh, you mentioned, was it, was, it the, was it the hand? Like, there are a couple of particular artifacts related to him that have been uh, mummified. Supposedly, like, they're powerful. I see, I see. That makes perfect sense. Oh, well, fascinating. Well, come by my office sometime, uh, and I'll, I'll be happy to confirm that reference number for you. But I appreciate this. Yeah, I'm seeing anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I think I want this to be like a fortune roll. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch, watch her just like spill her drink. Sorry, I gotta go pee. I gotta, <laughs> um, does Milos need a weighing person now? What's happening? I I got myself into this problem. I'm just getting myself out. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm like, I, I know there is a thing for rolling fortune. Okay. Um, how many dice do I want this to be? Let's say two. So uh yeah, fortune roll is kind of when you just want to roll dice and leave it up leave it up to the dice gods. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that is uh, a three and a two. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> uh, that means that uh, is a is a is a failure. <laughs> They're right there. 
What does okay. that mean? <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> I mean, it would be suspicious if I was just like, oh, hey, you. Who's this guitar guy? <laughs> okay, cool. Bye. So I felt like I need to ask something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you all, you're all out. You all are at a bar. So like uh, she takes a sip of her drink like right after you say that. And like she had had an odd look on her face. And like as she puts it down, you can see there's like tears starting to come to her eyes. Oh, she's no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, uh, I mean, I, 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 I was, and like, I'm, I'm sorry. This, this happened like just earlier today. Like, is it? Um, I, I know you talk, came here to talk, talk business, but like, I uh, can, like, can I, can I, can I vent to you for a bit? Like, is that absolutely? <laughs> and I think at this, like, he will listen and then just like look for a way to escape. <laughs> Like, like after a, a soothing amount of time, <laughs> I feel like everyone should know that in my notes, I wrote down that information and then I wrote down Philomela professor and then in capital letters, never talk to again. <laughs> hey, on the plus side, now when she can't find you afterwards, it's not going to be about that weird textbook. It's going to be about venting her breakup. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I guess before going into the score, did anybody else want to do like anything before that? I'm going to jump in. So uh, going into a score. So the first part of that is picking a plan. Uh, so there is assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, and transport. This one feels like social. I was going to say, I don't think any of them really fit aside from social. I mean, maybe stealth if you want to really stretch it, but I feel like social is the right one there. Especially because there are booze providers anyway. Yeah, that is uh, negotiate, bargain, or persuade. Uh, so the detail there is the social connection. Which it also sounds like you already have since uh, you get your booze from them. I'm curious um, to know what the Silver Nails know about Qatar? I mean, did you want to find did you want to find that out before going into the score or like ask them when you get there? I guess we can just ask them when we just test the water when we talk to them. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the detail is you, you already know them. You already have a business uh, thing on them. People have gotten information. So next is picking a load. So again, everybody picks the load that they want to bring. You do, um, as hawkers, you had chosen one of the, your upgrades is the, as the hawking, the hawkers rigging. So one carried item is concealed and has no load, just as a reminder. And you don't need to pick what items you're bringing, just the load, and you'll use those items as you need them. The silver nails are a pretty tough group, right? Yeah, they're uh, tier three. They're, um, well, I need my notes on them. I have so many tabs open. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, they are Severosi uh, mercenaries. They are renowned ghost killers. They're pretty tough. Yeah. Okay, I think Milos is going to go with a normal load, just because they won't be offended by him showing up, like, looking like a crook. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Marina is definitely going to go normal as well. Um, I don't think we need to be, like, stealthy right now, so light doesn't feel necessary. Um, but also I don't want to be cumbered, like, encumbered, so I'm going normal. 
Um, Ellery is going light. Uh, Gabe is going normal. And Wick will also go normal. Okay. So next is the engagement role to see uh, what position you all find yourselves when you get there. So there's a couple of questions to answer for this, which, okay, roll in engagement. Cool, I have that up to count the number of dice. Uh, so you start with one dice for sheer luck. We also get the plus one from uh, your move. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Uh, or is this overly complex or contingent on many factors? No, for both, I think. Yeah, yeah I don't I think agree. either. At least not at least not at face value. Yeah, see, like your plan is just like going in and, and talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Uh, or is the target strongest in the, against this approach or have like particular defenses or special preparations? I'd say no and no again. I don't think. Yeah. On the one hand, we are coming to them in their particular place of power. But on the other hand, if we already have a business relationship with them, I don't think that they would be necessarily on guard against us when we arrived. Yeah. If anything, if anything, I would say maybe it's even a little bit of a weakness because like we know them and it's the kind of thing they like like it's in their wheelhouse so they're likelier to say yes but i don't know that that's i don't know that that's really a weakness just yeah it kind of sounds like a like a no for both of them uh can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight in this operation uh and or are any enemies or rivals interfering in this operation i mean um are they particularly in cahoots with Basil's Bass? Or uh, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Or has my sister dated any of them? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think she has. As far as Great. I'm concerned, I don't think any of our my people are helpful here. Um, I might blame Yatrisha and be like, Yatrisha's the one who wants the hand of uh, Qatar. But like, you know, that'll be that'll be a last minute if I need to throw someone under the bus. Well, we, yeah. did, we did swear secrecy and can't tell them. Yeah, but Yatrisha's right? not actually involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, again, those are both no. Um, yeah, any other elements you want to consider? Uh, not particularly. So, just to die. We shall see how this goes. Okay. Yeah. One of those is a six. So uh, not a critical, but you are in a controlled position when the action starts. The Silver Nails, their headquarters, they are also in six towers. So not particularly like far from the Centralia Club. Same, same district. And they are, they are located in an inn called the Mustang, uh, which also has stables for their ghost fighting horses. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> this uh obviously is not a particularly luxurious uh location like the centralia club is but it is um a decent a decent inn good good people work in there solid construction like it is as far as inns go pretty average and also has a lot of like considering that the silver nails are severosi like this this like and also caters to a very large Severosi population. So there's a lot of like just like decorations from uh Severos 
like that is that is generally the clientele. So uh, we open with the crew, the silver cowls, in a controlled position. I mean, I think that's um, you all kind of go straight into the into the back room, ready to start negotiations. Just like, hey, we got an offer. Like, let's let's go. And I think the the silver nails are um, who you are meeting with in particular is the leader Suresh, who like I'm sure you have all like talked to occasionally. Probably not the person who like is giving you the booze, but like you probably talked to him when you were setting up the arrangement to start with. Um, he's definitely a bit surprised, like by I guess not intrusion, but just your arrival with uh, an offer for them, because that's that's very different from the uh, usual relationship. So I think, again, we find you in a bit of a back room. Well, maybe not a back room, but like one of the it's an inn. So like one of the uh, like rooms to rent that isn't really rented. It's just silver nails have it. <laughs> and so he, he looks at the group of you and says. All right, un- unconventional, but I am uh, I am interested. What was it that you were here to discuss? As a group, can we discuss kind of who is it leading the charge in terms of these negotiations? Like, can we say, I think, like, I think it would make the most sense probably for Morena to be the one doing these negotiations since she knows the most about how the connection points are going to work. But just can we say that we had discussed this going in so that we don't sit and stare uncomfortably at them? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would say either Milos or Morena feel like the right two to be leading. And I feel like we've got our like muscle behind us to be supportive there. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to have you lead if you want to, cool. Marina. Uh, so I am going to kind of ignore... Is a Suresh he him pronounced? Okay. Yes. I think I'm going to ignore his questions at first and like just sit on the edge of his bed and like take my heels off and be like, oh, you don't know how hard it is walking through this city. Like the cobblestone streets, just ugh, my poor ankles. And then I'm going to look up and be like, oh, right. I'm so sorry. I just, you know, sometimes you just get so overwhelmed with life that you forget why you're here. And we are here, Suresh, to discuss a potential deal. We were approached by a potential client who was interested in securing several artifacts from the Lost District. Now, we, the five of us, are by no stretch of the imagination strong enough or adept enough to go travel in the Lost District, but our customer thought that you might be a wise choice to go in our place. We would serve as a go-between, as a liaison, but it would be really a deal between the two of you. I mean, we are we are the wise choice. Like if you need to if you need anything from the lost district, the silver nails is no, where you go. No, of course. Um, there's no one better. Exactly. We're well aware. Uh, who is this? Uh, who's who is this client? Unfortunately, they've asked not to be named. Um, they want to keep that a little bit hush hush. These artifacts that they're looking for are quite powerful. Um, I don't think it's worth sugarcoating. So, they are looking for the hand, eye, and heart of uh, Qatar. 
he looks like visibly um visibly a bit surprised by that. Like, oh, that's a um it's a bold choice. I'm listening. And that's what I've heard. Um Milos here was just filling us in on the history of Qatar and it does sound like a incredibly risky operation, but I mean if anyone can do it, it's the silver nails. We can absolutely do it. Oh, of course. I had no doubts. They didn't present us an offer to present to you. So what kind of coin you would have to be presented to take on that kind of project? Um, as a as a reminder, there there was a bit of an offer. She had said like she does she does have the money to pay, like like whatever whatever the price. Um and also that they have uh, information if it is necessary. Right, okay. Like on the artifacts. And that like they they figured that they might also want something uh more than money and is uh she's willing to listen to any of those concerns. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to keep the same offer on the table of like, tell us what kind of coin you're interested in. And when they negotiate, (laughs) then I'll pass the negotiation along. But I want to make it seem like they're going to like bend my arm a little bit to get me to like argue higher. Okay. He kind of like looks to the side as if he's thinking he's like, I mean, that's going to be a a pricey one. The the remains of Qatar. Part of the struggle is we don't know exactly what it is they do. Uh, a lot of that is uh, hearsay and rumor. I guess I will... Um, hmm. For all three, I think we would require 50 coins to start. At least half of that up front. Given, given the nature of these artifacts, we don't exactly know where they are. Like, we have we know where the particularly dangerous parts of the Lost District are. And we can safely assume that they are going to be in some of the most dangerous, the dangerous areas of the Lost District. They are going to be well protected. It's going to be something that is incredibly dangerous, which, you know, we are used to, but we do need to cover the cost in case of any, um, case of any losses. Oh. And also, you know, regular preparations. Of course, I we wouldn't have it any other way. 50 coins sounds more than reasonable with 20, 50% up front. I mean, 25 coin up front sounds like a a very good deal on your behalf. Um, I know that our employer, our client, does have some information. And coupled with what we have learned from uh, Milos, I think that we've got some, some good pointers for where you could look. Um, and once we've relayed this back to our client and seen if that would be an acceptable offer, then uh, we can bring back the information that they have. Yeah, we would we would absolutely love love to see any of their uh, any of their information. Obviously, the more informed we are, the better we can we can go. I think we would also we might also might want to amend the price tag once we have read through this information, if. If, say, this leads us to believe that they are going to be guarded by things more powerful than, like, we have really ever seen in the Lost District, the price is probably going to go up. And that's just the um, the monetary price. I won't ask about the client. You said they want to remain anonymous, and that is fine. We are used to this. If they are looking for the remains of Qatar, I, I think it is safe to assume that they have... 
connections, power, standing. It would be very appreciated if they could use some of this influence to try to get the spirit wardens off our backs. I think we can absolutely bring that up to them and see if they can assist with that. You can let them know that it would be in their favor. The spirit wardens don't particularly like anybody else getting into the Lost District. And while they're easy enough to slip past, we think that this might be a bit more difficult with the the remains of Qatar. And occasionally they do they do pose they do pose problems and we have had to delay expeditions at, at certain points. So while we can wait a couple extra days, if your client wants these uh, in a, a speedy manner, they could get the spirit the get the get the spirit wardens off our back. That would help them out as well. Of course. Is there anything else you would like on our end um, that we can relay to our client for you? He he looks up for a bit, considering. I think. Once we are back, if, if say, some of the worst were to happen and we do have significant losses, we are going to require more compensation. Of course. Life insurance policy. I will see if we can build that into the uh, contract as well. We are, of course, very skilled at our jobs and very rarely have these kinds of incidents. But we also don't particularly go barging in uh, to any of the locations that... I would guess that these remains might be at. This is a bit of a, a bit of a risky one, but one that we're willing to take. And we appreciate you even hearing us out. It is so kind of you to open the doors for this negotiation, Suresh. Really, it means a lot to us that you have you trust us enough to open this door. I'm pretty sure I opened this door. <laughs> has a knob i just had to turn it not difficult gotta say i just reach over to gabe for like a fist bump <laughs> yeah I, I did get that door i did it was a tough door i didn't know if it was a push or a pull but i did it <laughs> i was trying to see if any of these actions really like fit to trying to do like a good like roll to to see any of this but I'm also, I also like, like the role playing of it. I mean, maybe something with consort or sway. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but we're not really, it seems like we're all in agreement. Yeah. yeah. The only issue I can see would be if, if Estrella doesn't go for any of these terms. Right. <laughs> I think, um, I'm not sure if right now is the time to do it or if it's a better time later, but I'm interested at some point while we're in conversation with the Silver Nails to kind of study Suresh and see sort of like, you said that he had a, a pretty visible reaction to the first mention of the remains of Qatar to study him and see if like I can glean anything about what he knows about it or maybe a little bit more about the items. Just just uh, more of a vibe check, I guess, on what we're getting ourselves into. Can I roll for a vibe check, please? Yeah, you can absolutely do a vibe check, please. Like, if that is a thing you are doing during that conversation, absolutely. Yeah, cool. similarly, I feel like I will be concerned about, like, the whole situation of getting powerful artifacts to the wrong hands. Um, so let's let's see the, this vibe check, and then we can we can come back. 
just so we're only doing like one roll at a time. So your goal is vibe check. <laughs> my my goal is to, as much as I can't read this man's mind, um, just to glean sort of uh, if he thinks that he's scamming us with the price that he's quoting or if he's actually kind of scared of of going where this is just to kind of pick up you know we're being very like polite and surface level about all of this but me to try and get a little bit more insight into what he's actually thinking about this task we've brought him okay which action role are you aiming for um i would like to do study if i could yeah i mean that's that sounds like sounds like what you're doing so uh position and effect level you said we were controlled going into this yes and i think also considering that he's very preoccupied with this conversation i think this is this is controlled and i think the effect will be i think the effect is going to be limited since you're really just like studying him and not asking like you cannot read his mind sure cool (laughs) cool i rolled a solid two on that exciting uh, you, uh-huh. you falter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach. I think he, uh, like as, as he is having this conversation with Marina, he kind of like catches your eye as you are staring intently at him and says, are you, I'm sorry, is there something the matter? Weighing my options of what I want to say to him. <laughs> Actually, I think that Wick's best approach um, or the approach that Wick would be most likely to take is to absolutely not say anything and just stare. Um, If it is a battle of wills, then Wick will just stand there and wait it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not staring with the intent of intimidation, but I am staring. I will not break eye contact. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, another fortune roll just to just to have that. Let's let's see uh, if he breaks. <laughs> okay, roll fortune. I think just, just the one. It's a staring contest. Okay, that's a three. So <laughs> I think he um, he again has like this this confused look. Like, what the hell is this person doing? Um, before, like, I think like. It's very subtle, but you see like a bit of like red in his cheeks before he turns back to Marina and getting back into the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Um, And then Ran, you had been talking about wanting to do something. Oh, I just wanted to like gauge the similar thing of like just asking him what more do they know about these artifacts and what effects they might have, especially when they're all three are together. Um, I just wanted to know more about like, what is it are we actually going to achieve? And are we going to destroy the entire world by doing this? Okay, so you're like actually asking him out loud and not just uh, staring him down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you Everyone said- Everyone has their approach. <laughs> you've, you've set the goal. Um, which action are you aiming for with this? Um, I have two dots on my sway. Can I use that to, like, convince him to tell me things? So what you were describing, like, just talking, that sounds a bit more like like study or maybe consort with sway. That's, like, uh, okay. like charm, logic, like, bluff. So I think if you, like... Consort is fine. Yeah. I think, like, for sway, you would need to, like, lay on the charm a bit or be, like, a bit uh, sneaky with it. But just, like, straight up asking doesn't sound so much like sway. Right. Okay. I mean, I feel like 
round one, I don't, I don't think we necessarily need to pull out the deception just yet. Um, if he's got nothing to hide, um, I just straight up ask him. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be controlled and standard. Uh, did you want any bonus die? I was going to offer, if you're asking about the artifacts, Ellery, mm-hmm. um, can I take one stress to assist Ellery? Thank you. And just and just also like add to the small talk about artifacts vibe? Yeah, so that gives you a bonus die. So, controlled, standard. Can I push myself? Yeah. So, but two bonus dice, right? Yeah, so if you push yourself, that is two stress. Okay. Um. <sighs> oh, no! Oh! <laughs> I just shouted, oh, oh no, no, out loud. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that is a one out of one and a three. <laughs> okay, uh, so again for control, defaulter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach. Um, so like, what is, what is it that you like, that you ask him out loud? I, I would just say, I want to be real with you, dude. Um, this is not our more no- normal business, and we've known each other for quite a while now. And you know, we we know we are all upstanding folks, and this is a new client. <laughs> yes, quote unquote. This is a new client. We don't know much about them. We all just want to make a bunch of cash. Upstanding criminals. Yes, indeed. Um, I. I don't want you guys to go in blind and vice versa. So what do you know about these things? Should we actually, like, what is it going to do if we acquire them and give it to our client? So I think Suresh, like, looks looks at you and says, what do we know about the remains of Qatar? Well, unfortunately... Unfortunately, not much. Mostly, mostly a bit of rumor, hearsay. Those aren't quite things that we have, you know, uh, picked up at the moment. He does look. He has a bit of a like different demeanor from when he was talking with Morena. Like he's not like he's not lying, but like he's. It sounds like he is emitting emitting things. Hmm. Interesting. Suresh, if I'm being honest, we just want to make sure that our client is going to be okay. I don't think they know what they're getting into either, and I couldn't give something like that to family. He pauses at that. And he, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, and maybe we should be asking for more money. He pauses that and holds up uh, two fingers, and he's like, first of all, uh, I thought you said that they had a considerable amount of information on it. Uh, second of all, uh, family? I'm so sorry. Slip of the tongue. Uh, just everyone in this town has been so welcoming. They feel like a family. Everyone in Duskfall? Everyone that we've done business with. Ha! He, like, he, that, that, that was in character. Like, straight up, like, chortles at that. <clears throat> what can I say? We are just we are the little criminals. team. Yeah, we're just the little team that could, you know? Everyone's just got a soft spot for us because we're so 
rambunctious. Yeah, and we're all huggers. <laughs> Wick is aggressively shaking her head at this. Milos Especially Wick and, and Milos. They love hugs. If I didn't think it would get us in more trouble for me to pull out a weapon at this point, I would be pointing a knife at Gabe. Let us be clear. Aw, good old sharp hug. <laughs> a Dusk Bowl classic. <laughs> I do think that that was probably a sway. I'm trying to get him off of our trail and trying to, like, again, throw Yatrisha under the bus there. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's a like, secret that Yatrisha and I are related. I think it's very, very yeah. publicly known. This sounds controlled. I feel like after the number of failures we've had, either standard or limited, I was going to say, yeah. 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 And then did you uh, want any bonus die? No, I'm good for this one. Okay. Jesus Christ. That is a three. Also a failure. Our new reputation is bumbling. (laughs) Uh, After he like laughs at us, I'm going to like look at the group and be like, you know what? I think we've overstayed our welcome, everyone. I think we should probably uh, leave Mr. Suresh to his dealings and go relay back to our client. Um, But We'll bring back any information that we can get. And thank you for your time again, uh, Suresh. It has been truly such a gift to speak with you. Yes, please. Um, please uh, come back with their offer. Come come back. Come back soon. Um, I guess before you leave, do you all need any more booze? I think at the moment we're OK. Um uh, Wick, you've been tracking numbers. Are, are we all right for the moment? Our inventory is just fine for now, thank you. All right, figured I, figured I should offer since you all are here. A bit more convenient. It always gives us an opportunity to come back and see you again, and that is always a delight. As always, I think, um, I guess a perk for you all with this endeavor is, you know, with uh, booze. The more potent a spirit is, uh, the more a bit more of a kick it has. So we might get a we might get some uh, really particularly hard liquor off of this this trip. Well, if you do, you know that we're interested in it. Just wanted to uh, give a heads up on that, that there might be some uh, really unheard of unheard of spirits coming your way soon. Wick pulls out a little pocket notebook and scribbles a note (laughs) down about that. (laughs) And that is the only time that Wick has broken from staring at this man. <laughs> Did you mean Vampire? <laughs> I have a thing I want to do on our way out. I don't know if anyone else has anything else they want to do before we leave the room. Uh, I'm going to leave with the group. And then as soon as we're out of sight of like any of the members of the Silver Nails, like around a corner in a closet or whatever the case may be, I'm going to use my move Ghost Veil. Um, you may shift partially into the ghost field, becoming shadowy and insubstantial for a few moments. Take two stress when you shift, plus one stress for each extra feature. Uh, and the features are, it lasts for a few minutes rather than moments, you are invisible rather than insubstantial, and you float along the ground like a ghost, or float through the air like a ghost. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take two extra stress, plus the two. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, you are invisible rather than shadowy, and last for a few minutes rather than a few moments. I want to kind of sneak back into the room and eavesdrop on 
what he is saying to his like lieutenants and such about this after okay. we leave. Yeah, this sounds like a role. So trying to trying to listen in. So which action role are you going for? Uh, probably prowl. Yeah, yeah. And I am, I am hella hella invisible. I'm not taking the one to float across the ground, so my footsteps will make some sound there. Yeah, I think. But that's also one of the reasons why I took my heels off earlier. Mm-hmm. I never put them I back think... on. <laughs> yeah, you did. You just choose to let this like last a few minutes. Um, but that is still like you could run out of time right. if you stay there. So I think this is going to be desperate. Okay. Effect level. I think this could be great. Okay. Just considering you are invisible and they don't know you're there and they're just talking. Uh, did you want any bonus die? I really shouldn't, but yeah, I'm going to take two bonus. I'm going to take one st- or two stress for one bonus die there. Okay. So that is six stress getting marked immediately here. That's a cool. big swing. <laughs> that is a lot of stress. <laughs> Five, two, and four. Okay. So you do it, but there's a consequence, sphere harm, serious complication, or reduced effect. Do you have one stress point left? I have uh, three stress points left. Uh. Okay. I mean, uh, the obvious, there is an obvious serious complication. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see what you hear first before we get to, um, obviously this is going to wear off. <laughs> Naturally, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the most obvious one. Yeah, so I think um, you're like going up to the to like the same room you'd been in. Yeah, and if the door is closed, I'm going to go inside. If the door is not closed, I'm going to be on the outside of the door. Okay, I think it's I think it's it's uh it is open. Uh, Suresh is still in in the room, um, still seated down, but kind of like leaning up against the doorway is probably not somebody you have talked to too much, but like you know who who he is. Uh, Tuhan is kind of like the lead scout of the group, person who like really goes out and checks these places out. And uh, like as you approach, you just kind of hear like a bit of conversation with like kind of particulars. It sounds like Suresh is telling Tuhan to like go and check out a couple of places, particularly like it doesn't sound like they know exactly where these things are. Similar to Alstera, like they have guesses. So I like I think like you hear kind of the like the end of that conversation and kind of like setting the details of like yeah like I'll go I'll go I'll go out tomorrow. And you could you see Suresh kind of like lean back in the chair a bit and say, Well, they wouldn't say who it was for, but I think we're gonna have to do some digging. I don't know if I feel comfortable giving these up to an unknown person. If they're anything, if they're anywhere, you know, as powerful as we've been hearing about. If you're looking around and when we go out there, we could try using them first. What do you think? The Tuhanka like nods. It's like, yeah, I think if we try in like a limited capacity, take it slow. Hopefully you said they're going to try to get the spirit wardens off our backs. You know how these things are. Like sometimes they set off like kind of like spiritual residue there and it's noticeable. And I think, Morena, how um, how like slowly do you start to fade back? Is this like immediate or do you like start to like fade gradually in? I feel like it's probably a fade gradual. So I think like as they are like as they are discussing 
Are you, since the door is open, were you inside or like still out in the hallway? Still out in the hallway, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think like Tuhan kind of like his eyes glances over like down the hallway at you. His eyes narrow as like probably when you're, when you're visible enough that you are recognizable. His eyes narrow and he like kind of like jerks his head over at Suresh like get out here. And he starts to draw his sword and is just like listening in. Uh, can I trigger a flashback? <laughs> yeah. I have an item prepped. Uh, that's marks one stress, right? To trigger a flashback? I I set a stress cost. Okay. So uh, you like go into the flashback and then I will uh, assign a cost based on what that is. I'm going to flashback to right before I went in substantial. So like still part of the score. Uh, and I'm going to take a piece of paper from Wick's notebook and essentially write out a tiny little love letter uh, from Wick to Suresh. Because <laughs> uh, I saw that Suresh blushed earlier and I'm hoping that I caught that right. Uh, so I'm going to have a love letter from Wick to Suresh and be like, I was going to drop this on your desk. I didn't want you to see me do it. I'm not trying to like play matchmaker here. I just... They seemed so enthralled by your majesty, Suresh. Um, b- before I answer that, oh, I do want to get into the cost. Okay. Oh, uh, Wick, is this something you would have, like, helped with or, like, tried to stop with, like, just taking the notebook paper? Would, would, you, would, would you have tried to stop this in any way? Very specifically, when Morena asked me for the piece of paper, did she say anything more than that? No, 100% not. If Morena had only asked for the paper, then I would have given it to her. Straight up and down. I would have given it to her. Now, if I do find out about this after the fact, I will be very mad. (laughs) So do know that. Do know that. There will be consequences if I find out about this. (laughs) But no, I would not have done anything to stop her. Okay, then, yeah, that does sound like you had easy opportunity. You just were asking a crewmate, so that is zero stress. <laughs> cool. Uh, this this does seem like an action roll. Okay. Uh, to see how this goes for your goal is to, um, I guess, like, try to pass off that you're just here for to deliver this note. Mm-hmm. Cool. What action rating are you going for? Probably sway again. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that seems to fit. Uh, this is going to be desperate. Yeah, I figured. Uh, but I think standard. Okay. Did you want any bonus die from this? Can I hear your devil's bargain? Yeah, so devil's bargain, uh, you get a bonus die if, like, I will kind of assign a price, a price tag to this. He goes along with it, but Wick has to go on a date with him. (laughs) I think, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a clock. Okay. I doubt it is, but I kind of, I am desperate to know how many times people have used Blades in the Dark's clock mechanic for a date countdown. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're not the first, but it can't have happened that often. <laughs> yeah, I'm super curious if Suraj is going to send a goober over. <laughs> we shall see. I think... I think this is going to be a four count clock. So yeah, there's a whole, there is a clock. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. So I'm starting that clock. Uh, that is your devil's bargain. You get plus one die. All right. I'm going to take that plus one then. That's going to be my devil's bargain there. Cool. Uh, 
That's a four and a three. I mean, you do it, but there is a there is a consequence. So, um, I think in this case, it's going to be reduced effect. It sounds like you didn't have like particularly long to write this letter if you were not filling in, you know, your crewmates. Yeah. So I don't think this is a particularly good letter. I also think Marina's idea of romance is not the most adept in the world. Like, she's used to being rich and wanted, and everyone wants her because she's rich and beautiful. And so she's like, I don't even have to like put any real effort in. Like, Wick's hot, it's fine. <laughs> and so it's probably like, Suresh, your eyes are like diamonds. Heart, Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'm going to. I'm just gonna take off one uh, one part of that clock. If this had been like more at a better letter, it probably would have uh, it would have been higher. But uh, we are quarter of the way to Suresh asking the cat. I like how twice tonight when we were backed into a corner, the solution was, I, "Are you seeing anyone?" <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a fitting first (laughs) clock of this group. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orbis, and it's mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Our Blades in the Dark campaign features Elliot Peterson as GM, T.P. Hewitt as Princess Marina Alana Graciel Valerio of the Greyfire line, Whitney Lane Meltz as Wick, Nicholas Orbis as Milos Jedwin, Dex Fan as Gabe, and Ren Shaw as Ellery Crow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DNDramaNerds. Check out cast bios on our website, DungeonsAndDramaNerds.com, and tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds. Dungeons and Drama Nerds.